안녕하세요 여러분. You're listening to talktomeinkorean.com. 경아 씨 안녕하세요. 안녕하세요 현 오빠. Hi, how are you? I'm good. 알라이트. Right. Are you ready to talk about today's Korean culture keyword? Sure. Which is 입시. 입시. All right. So before we begin, let's explain the keyword itself in a little more detail. All right. So the keyword is 입시. Mm-hmm. Two syllables. Yeah. But it's actually a shortened form of 입학시험. Entrance exam. So 입학 is entrance. 입 means to enter. 학 means school. So mm-hmm. 입학 is to enter school. And 시험 is just a 시험. A test or exam, right? Yes. But what kind of entrance exams are we talking about here? Like what institution or what building are we entering? <laughs> of course, we are talking about college entrance exams. That's right. It is huge in Korea, isn't it? <laughs> 네, 맞아요. <laughs> 정말, 정말 중요하죠? 네. So 입시 or 입학시험 in itself can be the entrance exam for anything. But in most cases, if somebody says 입시, The term is used for, well, referring to college entrance exams or 대학 입학 시험. So how does it work? How does someone go about entering university here in Korea, k y u n g h a Right now, the system we use is called 대학 수학 능력 시험. <laughs> yes. <laughs> college scholastic aptitude test. That's right. In short, people just call it 수능. Mm-hmm. There are other things that matter too, but your 수능 score usually plays the biggest role in deciding whether you can go to the university you want or not. That is right. So if you look at the bigger picture, there are mainly three things that are required of students when it comes to college entrance. The first one is, like you said, 수능, the SAT of Korea, if you will. That one big exam that you take toward the end of your high school years. And then since you also have tests and stuff several times a year throughout your high school years, you also have those records, right? Yes. And that's called 학교 생활 기록부, meaning literally school life record or yeah. records. Or just in short, 내신. So that's 내신. Mm-hmm. Instead of 학교 생활 기록부. And some people shorten it to 생기부. 생기부 or yes. 종생부. It has several names, mm-hmm. but you know, in brief, it's just 내신. This 내신 can include information about your school grades as well as your volunteer activity records, certificates, TOEIC score, TOEFL score, and award records too, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's the second thing that matters. And then right before you enter college, you might also take some interviews, essay tests, and other types of skill tests. Yes. So to sum it up, the big SAT exam and your school records, and then another test prepared by the university that you applied to. That's right. Sounds so stressful. (laughs) I mean, we are already done with it. Right. We don't have to do it again. I'm so happy. I'm so relieved that (laughs) we don't have to do it. I don't have to do it again. But anyway, the procedure has not always been like this, right? No. So if you look at the history of the Korean education system, especially how you enter college, there have been so many changes. So many changes. Really briefly, let's talk about how things have changed over time. Like right after the liberation of Korea from the Japanese colonization, as you know, Mm -hmm. universities all had their own exams. So you just apply to whichever university or school you want to attend and you either pass or fail. 
That's right. And then in 1954, the government made something called Teag Ipak Yonapgosa. Yonapgosa. College Entrance United Exam. Uh-huh. And students had to pass that test first to be given the right to take tests at. Individual universities. <laughs> Very tough. Yeah. And then from the following year, 1955 to 1961, they went back to just having separate college exams. And then in 1962 and 1963, for those two years, they brought back the national exam, and you had to pass that to take well exams at different universities. Yeah, and it didn't stop there. It changed it again, right? <laughs> yeah. From 1964 to 1968, they got rid of the national exam again, mm-hmm. and then from 1969 to 1981, mm-hmm. they had a preliminary round exam, Yebi Gosa, uh-huh. and then a final exam, Pon Gosa. Gosa. Yes, and that lasted for a while. Right. Yes. And then from 1982 to 1993, they had something called Hangyok Gosa, translatable to scholastic. Ability test, mm-hmm. and in some years you took the test first and then applied to colleges, and in some other years you picked the college first and then took this test. Yeah, so you are 학력고사 세대, right? No, I'm uh, <laughs> 수능 시험 세대, which we will talk about soon. That's right. So it's changed quite often, and then in 1994 they started 수능, mm-hmm. and it's continuing until this day. That's right. So right now it is the 수능 era in the world of Korean education, and now that we looked at the history of Korean college entrance exams, why not talk about how things are done now at present? Sounds good. There are mainly two ways you can enter college as a Korean student that has been part of the regular education system. Mm-hmm. You know, attending elementary school, middle school, and high school. Okay. One way is called 정시. 정시. And the other way is called 수시. 수시. Yes. So, what are they? Can you explain a little further? 정시 is the regular procedure of accepting students, which takes place at a given time of the year. Because 정 means regular, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And 수시 is when universities accept students out of the regular system of evaluation. Okay, so whatever is not 정시, it is 수시. 수시. <laughs> so on the surface, it looks as if if you could just get accepted by a university through 수시, it would be the best case scenario. Mm-hmm. But it's actually a bit more complicated than that. Well, That's anyway, right. first of all, so how does the regular admission process, well, 정시, how does it work? Kyungha? All right, so 정시 is how the majority of people enter college. Mm-hmm. And in 정시, what plays the biggest role is your 수능 score. Of course. Other things like your school grades, which is 내신, mm-hmm. matter too. But if you mess up your 수능, <laughs> you will fall far away from the school you want to attend. Yeah, that's right. So normally you take the 수능 test in November in your last year in high school. And then you submit your applications to various universities in December, mm-hmm. and you will know whether you got in or not by the end of January. So it's a very stressful couple of months of your life, you know, your high school life. <laughs> uh, yes. But what if there are many universities that you want to go to? Like, what if you apply to just all of them? Oh, that would be chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> Too many multiple applications. That's right. You can only end up in one school. Mm-hmm. So, in order to prevent people from applying to too many universities, they divide universities into groups. That's right. Specifically, three groups: mm-hmm. Ka, Na, and Ta. 
If you apply to two places, you are automatically disqualified. Exactly. I mean, not if you're caught. If you just apply to two different places, you're automatically disqualified. Mm. Right. So that is why it can be tricky to choose which school to apply to because universities of similar levels, the ones you would probably be debating between, like should I go to this school or that school? They are often in the same group. Yeah. So if you apply to school A instead of B, which are both in the same group, thinking that a lot of people must be applying to B, other students might also be thinking the same thing and uh, applying to school A. So you never know. So there is this term, 육교시 원서 영역. Yeah, right? it's funny. <laughs> yeah. The Suneng exam only has up to the fifth period on the exam day. 오교시. 네. But people say writing application papers, 원서, is almost like taking another exam for a subject. So they call it 육교시 원서 영역. Meaning that the sixth period of the exam is the application category. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's part of the exam. Yes. Like it's <laughs> extended stress. Yeah, another exam. Oh. Yeah, so I think that's both funny and sad. And um, there's definitely a lot of nunchibogi going on, you know, mm -hmm. trying to read the atmosphere, trying to predict what others are thinking. So, yeah. And now, um, when the moment of choice finally comes, there are mainly two approaches you can have. You can either make your choice based on the school's reputation or popularity, mm -hmm. or you can just choose the major you want, like you know what you want to study, regardless yeah. of the school's popularity, and go to whatever school that will accept you with your exam score. That's right. But I think in Korea, the so-called name value of the school <laughs> is really important to many students and parents. Yeah, it's all about pride and also the potential network of influential friends you can build by going to a prestigious school. This kind of phenomenon probably exists in other countries too, but it's just really intense here in South Korea. It is. So there is another interesting term. Which is? If you manage it to enter a school that's located in Seoul, you say in Seoul. Yeah, it's in Seoul in Korean, right? Yes, so they say in Seoul 했다 to mean I entered a college in Seoul. <laughs> and in Seoul 못했다 to mean I couldn't enter a college in Seoul. Yeah, and because of this, students who think more highly of the university's popularity or reputation than what they will actually learn just apply to any department that they can safely enter with their test score in that uni that they want to belong to. And then after their first or second year, they try to have a double major in the same school. And no one will ever know whether you entered with a high score or a relatively low score. <laughs> yeah, very stressful and complicated. Indeed. But it's how it's being done in many places. That's right. I personally have a lot of friends who did that. Okay, so uh, what we just talked about is mainly 정시, the regular admission process. You have your test score, school grades, your essay test results, etc. And you find out which school you will end up in by late January. But there are also people who don't have to go through any of these things, right? That's right. And that is what sushi is all about. Sushi. Sushi means non-scheduled or on a rolling basis. I see. It's not sushi, like <laughs> Japanese food. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So it's a process through which universities can accept students without any Suneung score or any school grades. That is correct. Mm -hmm. There can be many different things that the sushi process require from the students, but it really depends on the school. Usually, though, if you win a big award somewhere mm -hmm. or if you make an achievement that makes schools want you, <laughs> mm -hmm. you can enter university through sushi. Yeah, so what people do is they think about which universities they want to go to mm -hmm. and then research what kind of sushi conditions the school has and then they prepare for it. That is true, but one thing that you have to be very careful about is that if you apply somewhere through sushi, you have to go there. You're stuck. Yeah. <laughs> Once you apply and get admitted, you cannot apply anywhere else. And you cannot apply through the regular Jeongshi program either. So what happens commonly is teachers want to increase the probability of their students entering uni. So they tell them to apply to schools that they can safely enter through sushi. Uh -huh. And later on, when students actually get admitted there and their Suneung score comes out and it's actually quite good, they deeply regret, but it's too late. Yeah, so sometimes some of those students decide to wait another year to take the Suneung test again the next year to try to get into a more famous school. And sometimes you see students and their parents begging to the school faculty, can you please fail my son? <laughs> can you please make him not pass this process and uh, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, that's quite unfortunate because one year is a long time. That's right. All right. So far, we talked about how to enter university in Korea, but the overly high competition in Korean schools don't just start right before the one test decides all <laughs> Suneung exam. It goes all the way up to middle school or even elementary school, and it takes a toll on the general happiness of the students, right? Yes, most Korean students suffer from sleep deprivation, chronic back pain, lack of physical activity because you have to sit for more than 10 hours a day. And since you're not given enough time to play, you don't really get to do anything other than just studying, memorizing, mm -hmm. underlining, stuff like that. I was one of those students, and I'm sure you were, Kyunghwa, one of those students. Yes, <laughs> <And I laughs> kind really, of. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. What do you mean? <laughs> and I really just had to make the most out of my break time between classes and during meal breaks to at least listen to some music, read some literature, or work out. But it was just really difficult. Mm. And since you don't have time for hobbies, traveling, or even dating in your formative teenage years, even after you grow up and become legal adults, Many people don't know what kind of hobbies to pursue, and I think that's why so many people in Korea follow what's just trending and in fashion, basically what everybody else is doing. That's right. Like you said, a lot of fun activities and memory-making opportunities are postponed until after entering college. Mm -hmm. And because it's not easy to get a job even after getting a college degree, many students still struggle to find time to basically have a life. Yeah, they don't have a life. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody has come up with the perfect solution to this phenomenon yet, but uh, perhaps because of the stressful situation, there are more and more parents who send their kids to to alternative educational institutes like Taehan Hakyo. Yes. You know, they're not normal high schools. Mm -hmm. And people who think, um, you know, going to college is not the most important thing in their life are increasing, which is 
you know, a positive change in my opinion. Yeah. So today's topic was ipshi, and we talked about how people prepare for college entrance exams and how they apply to schools. We hope you found this episode of Korean Culture Keywords interesting, and we'll be back with another topic next time. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and be sure to go to our online bookstore at mykoreanstore.com for our books, ebooks, and audiobooks. Thank you, everybody, and thank you, Kyunghwa. Thank you. See you next time. See you next time. Bye bye.